Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Moving Into the Future. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Andrew Folsham, Walsh Movers out of Boston, one of our OMA partners there. If you may remember, Andrew joined us last year around Veterans Day. He is a veteran himself and served in our military and also started a non-for-profit group called Second Salute, which we spoke again about. And today, we're going to talk about more good deeds that Andrew's doing at Walsh Movers, where he's implemented a sustainability and decommissioning program. Andrew, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing great, Jack. Thanks for having me on again. I'll tell you what, you got to be one of my favorite guests. There's never a bad day when I get to see you, you know? I hear you. It's always a good day. We got to keep it positive. That's right. That's right. And, you know, for the people in our industry, and um, even those not, not in the moving industry directly, any, any real estate function, uh, specifically within commercial real estate, they'll know that a lot of spaces and companies have reduced their, their, their space. And uh, because of that, it, it, it results in a lot of furniture being decommissioned and, and no longer needed for these companies. And, and one of the things I hate to do and why I'm, I'm happy to have you on today to talk about it is, is just throw this, this furniture into the dump. Um, it, it, you know, it's real tragic, and that's why I'm excited to talk about Walsh's uh, sustainability and decommissioning plan. How did you go about first implementing this plan and, and creating this plan and, and seeing that something more needed to be done in order to make sure that, that these items stayed out of the, the dump? So about eight years ago, um, we started non-for-profit called Second Salute right. that um, takes unwanted office furnishings. We take that, we donate it to disabled veterans. So we'll either take the furniture, try to repurpose office furniture for a residential setting, or we'll try to liquidate the furniture to a wholesaler and then take the cash donation and uh, provide that to the veterans. So that is a great program. It's been working out terrific. Uh, we had a major customer about eight years ago that did a 18 floor restack. Um, so that's where we kind of developed that. We had all this furniture and we said, we got to do something other than throw it away. Mm -hmm. So um, we developed that. It worked out really well. We've done major projects with Second Salute um, for the last eight years, but that's just a single bucket. So over the last probably 12, 13 months, we've been talking to our customers, figuring out what their needs are. And we wanted to expand this so that we could capture more of the unwanted furniture than just donation. So what we've been doing now, we launched um, the Walsh Movers Sustainability and Decommissioning Program, which provides the customer with a great plan on how to decommission it and a great process on how to decommission the furniture. Nobody likes to throw anything away. Right. And we as commercial relocation specialists, we have a couple obligations. We have obligations to our customers. We have obligations to our staff. But here at Walsh and with Omar, we have an obligation to the planet as well. So what we've tried to do is try to take the, the donation platform that we've used for decommissioning over the last eight years and expand that to a more holistic approach um, to make sure that we're getting a, around 5% or under for waste. So for a project, 
We'll go in, we'll give them a full plan on how we're gonna decommission it. And we'll let them know um, by pounds each category. So for example, I have this major project going on. Uh, they have an estimated 1.9 million pounds of unwanted furniture. Wow. It's crazy, right? And uh, their space is roughly 400,000 square foot uh, building in the outskirts of Boston. So we went in there, we presented this to them. We said, you have 1.9 million pounds of unwanted furniture. What we're gonna do with it, X amount of pounds are gonna be recycled. There's no, there's no value on the used market for some of these items. Um, six drawer lateral file cabinets, which nobody right. uses anymore. Right. So all that will be recycled. We're gonna take that metal, recycle it. The recyclers are gonna then go ahead and make new metal out of it and make new product. And that's great for the environment. Um, we're gonna donate some stuff. We have a wish list uh, that we deal with uh, second salute. So some of the items are gonna be donated to veterans um, and we'll work on placement there. And then we have uh, some product that's still marketable in their space that we're going to get a liquidator in there, a wholesaler, a uh, used furniture vendor, and they're gonna purchase that. And we can credit the customer's uh, move costs based on that purchase. So we use donation, resale, recycle, and disposal. Disposal is the last item that we wanna do, but sometimes um, there are some items um, on the job that can't be recycled, mostly work surfaces because of the glue content. Um, but it's a, it's a great program for the customer. It reduces their cost um, and it's, it's great for the environment and it's good for our business. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's no different than putting together a move plan and all of the detail and coordination that goes into that. I think so many times when movers see a disposal project, you know, it's simply just, all right, we're loading this up on the truck and we're bringing it to the dump and, you know, that's where it's going. And it's just, it's, it's easy is what that is. That's the easy way out. But when you're doing a move, for example, and you're moving a company from one office to another, there's the, there's detail and coordination that needs to go into, you know, all of the packing and uh, labeling and uh, designations and, you know, the disassembly and the reassembly of all of the furniture. And, and there's just many um, variables at play uh, when, you, when you're doing an office move. That's comparable to what you're doing now with these decommissioning and sustainability plans. You know, it's just another level of detail that you're putting forth in order to make sure it stays out of the dump. And again, ultimately, even though it does add more detail, just because you're adding that detail does not mean that it's costing the, the client more money. And if, matter of fact, you're saving the client money because of the liquidation portion and um, even, even recycling. You know, and that sort of thing, it, it saves money to do that as opposed to um, putting it in the dump. That's correct, right? That is correct. Yeah. So we, we use locally, we use a um, wood waste recycler for any of the, the old wood furniture that's not marketable anymore. They'll grind it up. They'll, they'll use it for, um, you know, manufacturing of new wood. They'll go ahead and use it for um, wood fuel. But there is a a cost there, but it's a little bit less than disposing of it. But we offset that cost by the scrap value for anything that's metal. 
Right. So what we do is we provide a full decommissioning plan, and that's explained out in our plan when we go through the proposal per, uh, process. And at the end of the project, the customer gets a full succinct uh, sustainability report. It tells them what a great job they did for the environment, how many, how many pounds of furniture they diverted from landfills, uh, where each of those pounds went to, recycling, wood waste recycling, metal recycling, donation, and uh, resale reuse. Anything that's donated, we'll get receipts on that. We'll put that in the report. Anything that's recycled, we'll get the scale tickets for that. They can see exactly the pounds that was went to the wood recycler and went to the metal recycler, and that's part of the report. So um, from a customer's perspective, we're doing hundreds of man hours of work. Right. Compiling this report that gives them all the information about their assets that they're decommissioning. They can take that, they can submit it to their tax professional. They can use that to apply for grants or you know, leads um, you know, when buildings get certified for lead certification. That's part of the process there. And that's why we put it in pounds because that's where a lot of um, these grants and government agencies, they wanna know the poundage, not the item count. Um, which is kind of unusual because movers, we, we do it by item count, but we have a great, a great um, process of, of estimating the poundage of the furniture and then tracking the poundage of the furniture. And it's really great because I talk to my customers and they'll say, well, Andrew, that's great, but it sounds like it's going to take a lot of extra time, which equals a lot of extra cost. Right. And then I explain to them that a lot of your additional cost in um, tagging the furniture for donation, tagging it for resale for all these, all these different um, avenues that the furniture has to go to to re responsibly decommission it. That's offset by saving dumpster costs, by um, you know, the scrap value right. that right now scraps at $180 a gross ton. So for every 2,000 pounds of scrap, you get $180. We take that we offset the move cost on it. Right. So it's a win-win, win mm -hmm. situation. Everybody's winning, the customer's winning, the environment's winning. And not only that is you talk to people and you say, hey, we're gonna resell your furniture. I let them know where the furniture's gonna go. Right. Most of the time when you bring a used furniture, uh, you know, a used furniture vendor in, okay, yeah, they're gonna give you some money for the product. Well, that's great, they're winning, right? But not only that, you have small, small business owners that can't afford to go to a steel case dealership or Herman Miller dealership and pay $5,000 a cube. They're gonna go to their local used furniture vendor and they're gonna pay $250 a cube. And now they can work on growing their small business. So everybody wins in this scenario. Yeah, and, th and that's the point and that's the key for it. Um, it is a win, win, win all the way around I wanted to find out, so, you know, you talk about uh, measuring these items in pounds. That's very common from um, the residential moving, is, is all of that is measured in pounds. They do it by poundage there. Um, is the system that you created for that, is that like an internal software that you're using, or did you do it in like a sort of spreadsheet where basically, you know, like 
the the measurement used to be each cubic foot equals seven pounds. So like that's that's one way to do it. There is that how you guys are doing it, or do you guys have another um, equation for that? So coming from a furniture background, like I said, we normally deal in pieces. So mm-hmm. we set up a comprehensive spreadsheet for our estimators, um, which took a great deal of time, but we invested the time into this program. And you can go ahead and put in a three drawer lateral file cabinet and I'll right. tell you it weighs, you know, the estimated weight on that is 78 pounds. You can put in a L-shaped yeah. old desk in there and it's gonna tell you that the estimated poundage is 312 pounds. So we, we've compiled all that. We've, we've done the, the research and the data entry um, for that spreadsheet to help us estimate it very quickly. We also have empirical data that we use to make sure that we estimate these properly. So if you're estimating a, pro, a uh, project, normally you do a piece count, you know, you get about 30 pieces on a truck or whatever it is for you. We know that we've, brought truckloads of furniture to the scrapyard and normally we're around full truckload is about 9,000 pounds of metal scrap value. So we rely on empirical data to help us estimate it from the proposal standpoint. And then when we get into the, um, to actually starting to implement this program, we work on the spreadsheet that we developed with all the weights and we can get a more accurate uh, count of that. But the best thing is, is when we develop the report, you're getting the scale ticket that tells you we weighed the trucks. It, it weighed in at 26,000 pounds. It weighed out at, you know, 20,000 pounds. So you had 6,000 pounds of recyclable material on there. And then we, we take that ticket, we'll scan it in, we'll put it in the report, and we'll put it in our spreadsheet too, so that the customer can see all of the metal that was that was um, recycled in poundage, all the wood that was recycled in poundage, and then we do the same thing for uh, the reseller and donation. But on the donation side and the resale side, we lean on that spreadsheet to get us uh, accurate weights. Right. And again, when you're providing that report to clients, that is so far above and beyond what any typical mover is doing in that market, definitely, you know, and like from a, not just a selling standpoint, but a service standpoint alone, you know, to see that you're working with a, with a company and a a consultant who is doing that level of uh, reporting in detail is, is such a, such a value uh, to, to both Walsh and, and them. Uh, I was going to ask, so with the project that you're doing, which is about 400,000 square feet, you know, take us through that. Obviously, this must have been a huge selling point, um, you know, for you there. And, and I'm sure they were getting multiple bids and, and, and things similar to, to that. But I can't imagine that there was anyone else who was providing the, the level of detail that, that you and Walsh were. Um, and, and I'm sure that helped you greatly in, uh, in closing that deal. Yeah, so the project was, you know, it's the largest project of the year for us. Um, we're excited to start it. We're going to start in the next few months. Um, we believe that we provided the most comprehensive plan to decommission their, their whole office space in a timely manner, very tight schedule. And 
to get it done in a responsible way. Like I said to you before, we have an obligation to the customer to provide them with the best possible service we can provide them with. We also here at Walsh, we, we take real pride in having an obligation to the environment and mm -hmm. trying to impact it as little as possible. So this is, this is a great program for this. So we went into, we went into this, um, this process, as you know, we conduct a site survey. Um, there was other bidders there. There was um, actually on this project, I'm not sure how many companies bid on it, but I know there was multiple rounds of site surveys. There was uh, GCs that bid on it, demolition companies that bid on it, um, your you know, regular commercial movers that bid on it. And we came in there and um, we provided them a different approach to it, especially with demolition. Demolition is going to come in there. 100% of the stuff they remove out of there is going to impact the environment in a negative way. Mm -hmm. They're going to get no reporting on that. They're right. going to get a bill it's for X local. amount of dumpsters. Yeah, right. right. And the cost of that's going to be very expensive. So we presented this in a way that we wanted to partner with them on this project to sustainably dispose of their furniture and provide them with a detailed report on how we did that. So it was more of a partnership with the customer, even though we're hired by the customer, but we, we approach it as we're here to work together, you the customer, us the vendor, to provide the best solution for your company and for the environment. There's, there's a third party in here and it's mother earth, you know? <laughs> and we wanna make sure that that we're being responsible in that aspect too. But we do understand that cost drives everything. And we wanted to make sure that our normal proposal that we would provide somebody and using the sustainability program that they're identical or close or even a little bit less, less expensive. So that took a lot of work and planning on our side. And again, we've been delivering uh, developing this for about a year now. This will be the seventh project that we've utilized this program for. And there's no additional cost to it. Right. It's just something that we do for decommissioning. We are the experts in this area for, you know, for the Boston area. We also, you know, can service national customers as well with this, with this template. Um, but we, we, we've been doing this a long time and this is kind of my, my space. This is my expertise is um, decommissioning. As far as the reporting aspect goes, you know, how long, well, that's what I was going to ask for a project like this. This is a large project, 400,000 square feet. I mean, that's going to take you multiple, multiple, multiple days, you know, weeks really even. Um, yeah, we have a 35 day schedule. Right. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're, you're looking, looking at a month. month. Um, with that being said, how long does the reporting typically take with this? Are you going to be providing these reports throughout or, you know, at the end of the project, um, you know, it's just one simple report that you're given? You know, obviously this report is going to take longer, but on a typical project, how long does it take you to put that report together and, and get that all together? So usually uh, to compile the report, we'll have the report available upon time of invoicing. So you'll receive the invoice for the move services and you'll receive the, the report. That's so normally, normally it's anywhere from, you know, two to seven days after completion of the job. That's great. You'll get, you'll get all that information. And That's if great. it's a long project, 
and our customer says, hey, we want to be part of this with you and we want to see the progression of this project. We want to know after week one, you know, where we're at on resale, donation, and uh, reuse and recycling. We can provide that data to them because what we're doing on a daily basis, we'll, we'll go ahead and send out our professional move crews. They'll go out there, they'll conduct the task for the day. So if they, you know, load up eight truckloads of metal and bring it to the recycler, that information is going to get brought back to, to our dispatcher. Here's the, signed uh, here's the signed bill of lading for today's work. The work was completed. Here's all the scrap receipts, the uh, scale tickets from the recycler. And then that is immediately uh, entered into our, our working spreadsheet for um, the decommissioning uh, report. So if a customer says, Andrew, this is a 30-day project, uh, we really want to know as a management team where you're at after week one and week two and week three. We can provide them um, that information. But generally, programs are maybe two or three days worth of decommissioning. This is just a, a larger one that we're, we're uh, ramping up to do. But generally, we just execute the, the plan as proposed to the customer. Two, three days later, they get the... Um, the invoice for the move services and they'll get the the um, report for the sustainability that's that's really impressive what a refined process too because again i think many people would think like you know it's just so much easier to throw it in the dump but with that said and albeit it is easier this doesn't take much more you know it's it's not uh it's not far more effort in in what you're going to be doing beside from like i said offering quality service promoting your business and then saving the planet. It's a win-win-win a, a across the board that way. As far as establishing those relationships with, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we scrap metal all the time. We know who those people are. As far as the, the wood scrap and, and uh, getting that, uh, you know, um, cut up and stuff like that, did you have that existing relationship or, or was that somebody who you, you seeked out to find um, when you started this program? Um, or, or had you already had that, maintained that relationship? We did not have a relationship for wood recycling. Right, because right? that, that is, that is kind, kind of relatively unique, unique, you know? It is unique, but it's not as unique as you think it would be. Right. I guarantee you after this, after this great podcast, if you hopped on, you know, the search engine and you said, you know, wood recyclers, you'll probably find three or four in your immediate area. A lot of people just don't know that that's what they do. So, right. for example, there's a waste management company uh, in our area. Everybody knows about it. You know, you call them up, they drop you off a couple dumpsters. You fill them up with construction waste. They charge about nine hundred to a thousand dollars. Right. You know, forty yard dumpster. Yep. I never knew this, but they have a whole wood recycling program. I know of the company, but I didn't know of their services. So it takes effort on the front end mm -hmm. from you as the, um, you know, service provider. It takes zero effort from the customer. I mean, it's actually a lot easier for the customer and a lot less expensive. There's no additional effort that they need to put into this because we've done it all. And it's taken us, you know, months to develop this and, and to research our partners uh, for, wood recycling, as you know, everybody has a metal recycler, right. but you also need to have a great network 
of uh, nonprofits. Well, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that just takes time and effort. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is spend 10, 15 minutes a day or have a project coordinator when they have some downtime, do that for you and just reach out to people in your community um, that you can get this stuff to reach out to nonprofits, um, check with um, waste management companies to see if they recycle wood. It's just a couple phone calls or check in their website. And um, it's not as daunting as you think it would be, but it does take time. And that's what we invested uh, into this program for our customers. We invested a, a good amount of time developing this and developing relationships and a great process to, um, to sustainably decommission their product. Yep. And again, you know, that, that small amount of time goes such a long way. Uh, to, to providing great service and, and creating a unique experience that, you know, frankly, or unique service, I should say, that, that no one else um, in, in your market currently is, is offering as robust as, as, as Walsh Movers does. Uh, so, so that's really fantastic. You know, as far as the not-for-profits go, obviously you have Second Salute, but are there any other ones um, that you're okay shouting out that you've been able to donate furniture to? Sure. So um, St. Thomas, which is a local church in, in my town, um, we, we get them computer monitors, whiteboards, uh, stationery. So that type of stuff, office supplies and, you know, whiteboards, corkboards, bulletin boards, mail sorters, stuff like that. You can get that source to a local school or a local um, church or synagogue or, you know, wherever. Any, any local community program that has limited budget, they would love to get that stuff from you. Right. And a lot of That's people totally don't right. know that we do this every day mm-hmm. and that we fill, you know, bins of three ring binders and throw them in the dumpster. Right. We don't do that anymore. Right. You know, because we have a separate mission and our mission is to dispose of little as possible, impact the environment as little as possible. So when we get those items in, even if a customer says, hey, I don't need this sustainability stuff, we're still bringing it back here and doing it because that's our mission here at Walsh. Um, But there's there's so many different avenues to donate stuff that's easy. And the easiest thing for companies to do is, is schools and churches because they have a very limited budget mm-hmm. and that's consumable items that they can use all the time. You know, a monitor is only good for X amount of years. They need some monitors for the, you know, religious center or they need pens and paper and, and stuff of that nature. So that's stuff you always can get to them. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'll tell you what, I didn't realize it when we started this or when we planned this. But uh, it's Earth Day this week. But uh, but yeah, I'll tell you what, Andrew, you continue to do God's work, brother. Um, I'm I'm doing the best I can. I'm on the path, <laughs> and I'm going there. Nothing's gonna right. stop me. That's right. And I'm glad I get to be on the path with you. You really are one of the the best gentlemen I know. Not in just in this industry, in the in the world at hand, brother. I uh, appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited, excited to get, get down, down there next, next month for our young, young leaders graduation. graduation. Um, can't, yeah, couldn't be more excited for that. that. Uh, you, you got, got any plans, plans for the group because since you're hosting in Boston? So, um, I got a, I got a couple things to, you know, pepper in the schedule. 
you know, there's um, there's this great place that opened. It's called uh, Five Iron. Yeah. It just opened kind of close to where we're staying. So it's a it's a cool bar that you can, you know, virtually hit some golf balls and stuff of that nature. But the great thing about Boston is it's there's there's so much history here. Mm-hmm. So it'd be great to take everybody around and and all that stuff. Show you Paul Revere's house and all that all that happy historical colonial stuff. I would love it. I saw you were at the uh, what was it the uh, the state building there? Yeah, the old state building, the site right. of the Boston massacre. Yeah, right. Yeah, yep. I walk by it once or twice a week. Yep, I've been in that area too. I opened up a WeWork uh, right around the corner from there. On it's Beacon Street, I think. Right is right yep. there. Yeah, yep. one Beacon Street. Yep, correct. Yep, I uh, I was I was there for a little while. Yeah. You know, uh, being a New Yorker, Boston isn't my exactly my favorite place to be. But well, I love uh, you anyway. That's right. I was just gonna say the fact that I get to see you makes me makes me love it. You know, just a little bit more. Uh, looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us today. Another great episode. You guys are doing great work out there. I'm glad. One of the things I love about this podcast is that I get to promote people like you and the good things you're doing with our industry, moving our industry forward. That's why we call the podcast moving into the future. Cause you know, that's what you and I and, and many others who we know are doing. So thanks again, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jack. Really appreciate being on the podcast again and best to you and your team. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you soon.